0: Welcome to the winged wheel podcast here to talk all things hockey are your hosts brad crisco ryan Hanna, and evan lobsinger
1: Rough day to be both of you Brad well, had to I, watch. I
0: understand brad, but why me?
1: Oh, uh, you had to watch tiger, uh, shoot 10 on a par 3
0: It's a very humbling experience to witness <laughs> the a pro uh, one of the best golfers of all time card a 10 on a par 3
2: one of us,
0: one of us.
2: Uh, except, unlike us, Tiger birdied
1: four of his next five holes. Then, well, I've yeah. I've hit par twice in my life, so he, like on a hole.
0: <laughs> the craziest stat I saw from the weekend is Dustin Johnson had four bogeys total. Wow, total.
1: and that's not a
0: lot. That's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I knew that. I knew the 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 gauge on that stat. It should be comforting to the listeners who absolutely hate when we talk about non-hockey sports. Um, it should be comforting to you guys to know that it is like hockey running through our veins. And whenever like Evan talks about golf or Brad talks about whatever sport the Buffalo Bills play, I'm usually kind of out to lunch on that one. Speaking of which, uh, Brad, I'm assuming you're never watching football again. What? Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Welcome to the Winged Wheel podcast. Here to talk about the somehow happier than all of that Detroit Red Wings. I'm Ryan Hanna.
0: What? And I'm Evan.
1: And uh, over here in a fugue state, that's Brad, who uh, Lions fans will know what this is like when Aaron Rodgers throws his bullshit, you know, hail marys into the end zone. Uh, the Bills suffered one at the hands of of uh, the Cardinals today, so Brad's kind of in a in a rough spot. What? Yeah, yeah. Uh, here to talk today about. Uh, more, I guess, about the jerseys. The teasers have leaked across the league, uh, or not leaked. They've been dropped across the league. And then notably, um, Aesthetics has put out their best prediction. So we'll talk a little bit about that whole process, I guess. Um, it's kind of confusing about what's a prediction and what's kind of a source that they have. Um, and where the, the, the crossover is between the two. And of course, uh, talking about Red Wings overseas, specifically today, we'll be paying a little bit more attention to more at Um, who at times has been quietly dominating, but dominating the whole time nonetheless in the SHL. So we're going to be chatting a little bit about him and bring the conversation back to uh Big Mo Sider in his future with the Red Wings. So uh, and then beyond that, we'll talk about, I guess, whatever kind of else kind of comes up before overtime. But for now, jerseys. I love the offseason because we can all focus on dumb stuff like jerseys because it's allowed to focus we're allowed to focus on dumb things like that uh it's fun everyone loves jerseys and everyone loves to argue and scream and shout about them and what better way than for the nhl to take something like retro jerseys and then do a twist on them because that will not be contentious at all (laughs) um but i do uh like that i'm making a joke for the sake of the joke, there, I actually think it's sweet that they're doing this for the sake of it. But first, uh, let's talk about all of the um, teasers, starting with, uh, most importantly, the Atlantic division. Um, so, Detroit and its fellow division uh, teams all had their teasers dropped, and then Aesthetics did their, I guess, kind of previews about what that would be. Um, first reactions.
2: What? brad i know i I swear (laughs) um the atlantic was easily the weakest of the divisions in terms of we'll call it hype factor this was the uh they played it safe division except for buffalo um like uh, subjectively when you look at ottawa tampa toronto montreal boston detroit there's nothing really egregious about those jerseys. They're as a standalone, they're all fine. Um, in my opinion, Montreal is probably the best of those, and it's a simple color swap on their current home jersey. For all of these, I just they left me wanting. I wanted to get a little weirder. I wanted to get a little more creative. It feels like the original six teams just kind of phoned it in, and like, yeah, you know, whatever. Like Toronto took one of their jerseys and just added. Great. The Red Wings just took one of their jerseys and added silver. The Bruins took one of their jerseys and just made it yellow. Like, I get that's kind of the purpose, but when you looked around the other divisions, it, and it sucks because the Atlantic got leaked last, like some of these teams are doing some weird shit, and I'm here for it. The coyotes went peyote purple. The the duck breaking through the glass the ice is back. In the thing. The uh Minnesota went full North Stars, Carolina went full Whalers, the Avalanche went avalanche colored Nordiques. Like teams got weird and it worked more often than it didn't. So when I saw Detroit's, so I looked at the jersey and I'm like, eh, this is fine. I think I like it. Yeah. Wish 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 they would have gotten a little weirder with it. Like it's the I feel like they played it safe. And I feel like that misses the point of what this was supposed to be.
1: We should say, though, that we don't know what the actual jersey looks like yet. We're talking based off of Aesthetics' uh, predictions. And it's funny because something that I'm thinking is I don't really know of a resource that's more better, that's that's better connected to the NHL and any kind of jersey related leak than Aesthetics. Um, to me, a lot of this reads as they know how a lot of this is going to go, but they can't just out and out say it. Um, but some of, part of me thinks that they are guessing on a lot of it. Like th- this was a, a collaborative effort. They, uh, they worked with a few or a bunch of different people to generate the mock-ups based off of what information they had and, and just a best guess. They did admit that the Red Wings one was harder to predict. So I would not be surprised if that is not the case at all, where it's just the white and replacing any of the red on the Jersey with silver. Yeah. Cause
2: if, if you couple it with the actual teasers that the NHL teams put out themselves the what the red wings highlighted was a white collar a red name bar and a red number sleeve number and with a red band like they the rest of this jersey would have to come out of left field to be anything like super interesting again not ugly just interesting because it literally looks like they just went with the throwback that we all assumed was coming anyway. We thought that would be the third jersey and they might get a little weird with the retro reverse. But again, it's fine. If the, if the arm bar is silver instead of red, if the bottom bar is silver instead of red, or if they're red instead of silver, it's fine. It's not ugly. It's not bad. It's just... We could have gotten weird here and I would have loved it. That's, that's my issue. Like a lot of the previews that teams leaked, not leaked, but like showed, and then it matches up perfectly with aesthetics preview. Like we know Colorado's doing the Fleur de Obviously, they're doing the Nordiques. We know Carolina's doing the Whalers. We know Arizona's doing purple. Like, a lot of these are, are really really safe guesses so if detroit's is off great um and the montreal one again super obvious but yeah just wish they w- wish they would have gotten weird is kind of my summary
1: yeah like i don't know it, it seeing silver never translates in the mockups too like um, you see this and it looks like gray and it looks like a dull kind of off color logo because all the, the negative space or the white spaces looks gray, but silver looks a lot different. And we learned that with the centennial jersey. When the centennial jersey came out and we talked about this last episode and many times before, the initial reaction was, uh, and then after a while, I was like, oh, okay, I'm actually going to be purchasing one of those. Like they're actually really clean. Um, and that's the gist of it. Like, yeah, it, it still might look nice in the end, but it's just tough when you have, the peyote purple when you have the mighty duck breaking through the ice by all likelihood and it would have been fun to get just do something different a lot of those teams have the luxury of doing something different and we'll talk about some of our favorite you know mock-ups or or probable leaks right we're rating all of these perfect um they have the luxury of of doing that. Like Colorado can flash back to the Nordiques. Minnesota er, Minnesota can flash back to the North Stars. Uh St. Louis has had a bunch of different jersey designs, all of them being cool in different ways. Um <laughs> Anaheim or yeah, Anaheim actually had a Mighty Ducks character breaking through the ice. Like they didn't just draw that up. Detroit's been pretty safe. Detroit's been the Red Wings logo, the D, like they haven't used too many different things. So you can you can only get so cute with it. But that does not mean that you can't have been different and had fun. Um, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll be surprised. Maybe there's a barber pole in the front. We just don't know it. Um, but by all rights, it looks like the, the reverse, the twist on the Red Wings jersey will be the silver accent. So <laughs> presuming that holds, silver barber pole would be funky and cool as hell. Yes. Do we know for sure it's not a barber pole? No we don't yeah um, regardless and we've said it before we'll probably end up liking it but in the the context of these are supposed to be like kind of wacky jerseys it's not wrong to have hoped for something different like it's safe safe is a good way to put it.
2: It's it's fine that's that's the best word I have to describe it it's it's fine. If the silver comes out really nice, will I buy one? Yeah, probably like it's it's fine.
1: Evan, who cares probably least about jerseys.
0: I saw them for. I those are, those aren't the official ones. That's what they believe they're going to look like.
1: It's that's their prediction. Yeah.
2: Going to be a pretty close guess. Is is kind of how we're interpreting Maybe, yeah. this.
0: Yeah, that's. I wasn't sure if that was you know they were actual leaks or not, but they're just kind of for. I you know you know me. I don't really care about jerseys, but yeah, I thought it was just very vanilla. It's just another chance to do something really cool and something maybe a little bit abstract and something fun. And that's what we got. I wanted got, purple with an octopus. That or what about black and red? No just black. anything. No black. No. I'm, I'm so all just, for the black. You're ready to
1: start a Red Wings Twitter Civil War. Black jerseys is the most polarizing topic since frickin uh, Alexi Marchenko.
2: Let let's Let's be clear. I have nothing against black jerseys. I've just seen mock-ups and like those Walmart knockoffs and like a million variations of potential Red Wings black jerseys. They universally look terrible. It just it doesn't go with the Red Wings logo. It doesn't it it doesn't work. Like perfectly. Look at Ottawa's new home jerseys. Elite. Black can work, just not in with the Red Wings.
0: Silver black does, and like though. neon red. Hell yeah, let's get weird. The only jersey I've ever cared for were the Grand Rapids Jurassic Park ones, and until something comes anywhere close to that, don't even, don't bring it up to me, because I don't care otherwise.
2: I would have preferred the Red Wings just use those for this.
0: <laughs> me too. That would We threw it back to 2019 in our AHL team, and they would have sold out immediately. Or do something cool with an octopus. L- literally anything. I mean. Got another rendition of a jersey that's something that they've pretty much already done.
1: I just as long as the Ilitches own this team, like I don't think it's bad to be a classy team that never does. Like all of a sudden they come out with a, a purple jersey with an octopus. Like it would be fun, you know, for the memes. Yeah, it'd be it'd be great, and it'd be something cool and different. But I don't think it's bad to have a team that respects the history and just never strays that far. But the the uh, old school D, the um, different shaped Red Wings. Primary logo. Like, there are different things that you can do. Let's talk about the different jerseys in the division. How do we want to start rating these? Do we just, want to just give them letter grades? You yes, pick, no?
2: you pick how we're going to grade them, and then we'll go
1: jersey by jersey, division by division. All I drivers, can abide by any scale you want to use. We're going to go straight up thumbs up or thumbs down with no fence sitting. You have to pick one of the two. And that jersey gets a thumbs up or thumbs down based on the, the aggregate score of us three. Okay uh boston with
2: their predicted- okay we're starting in the atlantic i gotta scroll up then to the atlantic picture <laughs>
0: wait boston. where did you guys find all these
1: it's all on a aesthetics twitter feed that's just where i'm getting it i'll send it to you evan so we'll start out with uh boston with their yellow jersey or their boston gold i think they're calling a jersey with ryan the, i uh, found it don't worry, me look at you you're a researcher uh i like that one i'll give it a thumbs up oh this is
0: the one with the crack bear right no yeah on the shoulder Oh, is it on yeah. the shoulder? Yeah, yeah. or the yeah. meth bear? or methic? Meth, meth bear <laughs> is what they call it. It's on the shoulder. Double thumbs I, up. That's a two thumbs up for me. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo,
2: thumbs down. They could have done so much better here. I I like the idea of going with their current color scheme on one of their black and red jerseys. They just picked the wrong black and red jersey.
0: I'm not sure how I feel about the buffalo around, like, the waistband area. It's kind of not great. Who knows if these are real? But judging by this picture, I'll say thumbs down.
1: Doesn't vibe with me. I don't know. Just pick the angry goat head and make everyone happy. You got your primaries right. Why don't you just do the goat head? Yeah, they put the goat head on as the shoulder patch. And, like, on the preview that the Sabres
2: released, it looks amazing in the blue and yellow and silver color scheme. Why
1: is that not the primary? Thumbs down for Buffalo. Okay, so um we'll come back to Detroit's at the last in the Atlantic. Florida's I'll give it I'll give it a thumbs up. I, I like the the mock up doesn't look great, but when
2: you actually look at the red, gold, and blue on the teaser that the NHL released, it actually does look really good. So I'll, I'll give it a thumbs up.
0: Florida's looks like the same jersey they've done forty times because it kind of is that's the almost oh, the point say, of this exercise <laughs> i'll say thumbs down
1: you guys know how I, feel. I i hate that logo so much i think it's the worst logo one of the worst logos the nhl's ever seen and the white sleeves and white bottom really aren't doing it for me so i admit the 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 primary colors do look good on their brad especially on the actual jersey but it gets a thumbs down for
2: yeah, me yeah the, the white is like the only downside of that jersey for me i'm not a huge fan of that
1: uh Montreal with their inverted uh blue primary jersey
2: I'll give it a thumbs up it's a boring as hell concept but it looks really good so it's a thumbs up for me
0: I'll say thumbs up too I I don't you know me I don't care (laughs) it's whatever
1: it's yeah it doesn't do much for me I don't think it's that nice but I don't think it's so ugly where I can give it a thumbs down so I'll give it a thumbs up um Okay, Toronto with their sh- white shoulder bar and their old uh, geometrical logo. I'm going to go thumbs down. They basically said, let's do
2: what Detroit did, but make it more boring.
1: I don't love the sleeve-to-sleeve shoulders. I've never liked like uh, cuff-to-cuff shoulders that go all the way up and around. I don't know what it is, but I've just never liked that as a design choice. It throws back... Not in a way that kind of inspires me, so I'll give that one a thumbs down.
0: Are these supposed to be throwbacks of actual jerseys they did with a little bit of a twist? Exactly. That is a thousand percent Where what they this can, is supposed yeah. to be. Yeah. Man, it feels a lot of these jerseys feel like they've been done before. Am I missing something? And then they well, just the, inverted
2: the color or something? So this Toronto one is exactly a jersey they used, except they turned right. the white
0: part gray. Oh. <laughs> That's all they changed. Very bold. Yeah. Uh, I'll say thumbs down. They're kind of just pretty boring to me. Not that they, you know, need to be exciting, but they're just kind of plain.
1: Um, okay. Tampa Bay's thumbs up
2: for me. That uh, color scheme is what they always should have been. They should have never ditched the black and silver. They're using their good logo. Love the white shoulders, flipping the blue and the
1: black from their OG jersey. I'm here for it. Like it. I think it looks like an arcade Jersey and I like it. I don't know why. I'll probably knock a different team for that, but I like it when Tampa Bay does it. It reminds me of 2004, which is obviously what they're going for, so it's a thumbs up for me.
2: Here, Here's the theme that I'm going to love about a lot of the jerseys. spoiler alert going forward. This Tampa jersey is basically pure 90s bullshit, and that's exactly what this should have been.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, this screams like NHL 98 to me. I'm not sure how I feel about like, the white like forearm part, but they're okay. I'll say thumbs up.
1: Ottawa with their mainly bright red and then black striped jersey. I'm
2: I'll go thumbs down. The jersey itself is fine, but Ottawa has had a lot of funky iterations of their jersey. They just brought back these jerseys in black They didn't need to do another version of a jersey people are already excited about. Remember the early 2000s where they had that weird dumbass red jersey with the big black swoosh going through the middle of it? Yeah. They could uh, have had fun with that one here and they
1: didn't. And for that, they get a thumbs down. I'll give it a thumbs up because I don't think it looks terrible. I kind of like big kind of blocky colors for some reason. Um, It's not original or it's not as original or fun as it could have been, but I think if I give Montreal a thumbs up, I have to give Ottawa one. That's just kind of how I feel.
0: I think I'm a black and red jersey person because I really like these. I think black and red are just the, like I like Team Canada's black and red, the Grand Rapids black and red, and I actually really like this jersey. Yeah. I'll say thumbs up.
1: All right, Detroit. Home jerseys. Um, Sorry, oh, wait away jerseys but with silver instead of red if that's how it turns out to be i I think with the silver it's gonna
2: look better than the mock-up is i wanted something weird knowing full well detroit wasn't gonna do anything weird this is about as weird as they were gonna get overall i give it a thumbs up but it's kind of like it could have been two thumbs up yeah
1: that's my thoughts exactly it's thumbs up because it's not atrocious but you know, looking at the other divisions, we're about to to take a peek at here. I would have it would have been fun to have more. It's not the end of the world. It's not the, the drum that I'll beat all year, but it would have been fun to have more.
0: If it's gray, I don't think I'll really like it. If it's silver, no, it I'll probably silver. be like meh. But I just think like it's so plain Jane vanilla. I feel like that's a wasted opportunity, so I'll say thumbs down.
2: The the one thing I will give it is when you go to. Like the Red Wings preview that they the teaser they actually released, like the red on white really does pop, and I think we always forget that. So I think with a silver accent, this might actually end up looking way better than we think.
1: But yeah, it's it's fine. Okay, uh, we're gonna flip over here to the Pacific Division out in the West. The West's jerseys, I think, are way better than what. The oh East my god, predict. so much better. Again, I'm going to keep saying this. This is all just predicted based off of uh, if you guys check out Ice Aesthetics as an aesthetics, but uh, change the AES to Ice on uh, Twitter, and they have all of them up. I'm I mean, so many of the previews line up
2: exactly perfectly with
0: what they're previewing. So I, I
2: think, yeah. they, these might not be a thousand percent right, but I'm going to say they're probably back. Oh my at least god, 90%. these
0: ones from the Pacific are sweet. Yeah, yes. first well, time I've seen them. Yes. Wait
1: till you get to the central. Don't scroll up. Wait till you Don't, get to yeah. the central. The central's even better.
0: Wait, which one are we doing right now? Pacific. Pacific. Okay.
1: Okay. We're going to start with the Oilers, which for me is an easy thumbs down. That's boring and it's gross. Um,
2: Yeah, I'm going to go thumbs down. They could have done more, but I just want to point out the jersey itself is fine. There's only one part of the jersey that bothers me, and it's the fact that the oil drop is white. It ruins the
1: whole goddamn why? thing for me. Why? Everything like, why else make it is white? fine. Um,. Evan, your thoughts on the Oilers jersey?
0: Awful. That orange and <laughs> yet blue it looks terrible.
1: Um, The flaming horse head, Calgary Flames. Blasty! Metal as hell. Thumbs up. I don't even care if it looks good. Thumbs up. Love it. Pissed they ever got rid of these jerseys.
0: I really like the uh, echelon design that they have at the bottom of the the jersey in as well on the sleeves i think that will look really good like when they're actually wearing the jersey chevron or echelon you're talking about the name of those arrows yeah i think those are chevron is it an ech- echelon
1: i think there's an
0: echelon this way i don't oh nope. is echelon also <laughs>
2: okay i know this is a peak off-season bullshit episode, but let's not get
0: hung up on this kind of bullshit <laughs> oh <laughs> it's just not give me what i want it's bringing up exercise bikes <laughs> Uh That's Peloton. Whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll say thumbs up. No, no, no. no I, love I, the, I love the Peloton, Peloton at the bottom
1: of the... Sorry, there's a Peloton competitor called Echelon. Yeah. We're doing what? a lot of free advertising right
2: oh, now. Oh, my God.
1: We should start a, a stationary bike company called Chevron. <laughs> Has that been a company name before? Has Chevron? anyone else taken that? No, yeah? I don't think so. No? Oh. <laughs> Can't think of anyone. Uh, okay. Uh, the first look at a non-symmetrical... Oh, it's definitely landscape.
0: Chevron, by the way. Thank
1: yeah. you. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, it's weird that I've heard of Chevron and not Echelon. Um, Arizona uses a landscape as their... Uh, what do you call that? The skirt of the jersey? I don't know what you... The bottom... I just the drift base. based design. Yeah, the, the, we'll call it the navel of the jersey. Okay. Uh, they they use the robo head with the uh, desert... Uh, Landscape on the bottom And it's purple This thing by all rights if you ask a non-hockey watcher Is ugly as sin and I love it 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 gets all the thumbs up that I have
2: This jersey is ugly It looks like um, Something A 80 year old hippie would crochet While they're stoned on acid Uh, The lizard on the shoulder Is a nice touch There is almost nothing aesthetically pleasing About this jersey And I love every inch of it
0: I think I love it so much because the Red Wings do nothing exciting. So when I see anyone else have exciting <laughs> jerseys, I'm like, this is what I long for. So this is, a, this is a three thumbs up, if you know what I mean.
2: I would say this Ooh. is the I would say this is the most peak 90s bullshit jersey, except Ryan. Uh,
1: what?
2: <laughs> Continue on your path to the left. Oh, 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 oh.
1: I thought I was supposed to say something else. I was like, what did I miss about Arizona in the 90s? Well, the most peak 90s bullshit jersey is the Anaheim Ducks flashing back to the Mighty Ducks, crashing up through the ice from the bottom right of the jersey. And thank goodness they brought back any note of eggplant and teal.
2: Oh, my God. Like, even the preview of the little teaser the Ducks posted, it's got that stupid ass font that they used back in the 90s going across the back of the jersey so you know even if it's not the duck crashing through the ice it's gonna be something ridiculous this jersey gets 17 thumbs up 11 out of 10 a plus with honors this is the perfect retro reverse
1: jersey yeah they're gonna sell those like hotcakes good for them i might even buy one i legitimately am trying like I'm a big, big,
2: big John Gibson fan because of his days with the Kitchener Rangers. It is going to take every power of Crystal's being to talk me out of buying a John Gibson version of this jersey.
0: Yeah, these are sweet. This is, this is exactly what I said about Phoenix or Arizona. This is what I want. As a Red Wings fan, give me an octopus. Just do it and I Imagine- will buy the jersey and I don't buy jerseys. I would buy it. This jersey is sweet. Take this jersey, make
2: it red and purple with an octopus exploding out of the ice. A <laughs> thousand percent in for it. Uh, and I know, pen. like all the hockey purists listening to this, are going, "This is it. This is the last episode of the Wing Wheel podcast." I listen to these guys have no taste. To which I would respond, "Where the hell have you
1: been for the last five and a half years?" So uh, we're gonna move on to L.A. and I'm gonna I'm gonna do L.A. all at once. I think using. I think almost every version of any jersey that LA has ever had as, or besides their modern, just black and white scheme has been phenomenal. I think they have some of the best and underrated jersey sets in the league. I love what they did using their purple, purple and gold, if this holds true on their uh, black and silver crest. Um, I think if you look at Arizona and Anaheim, what they did, if you didn't bring back the Burger King with the sash, come on. <laughs> Like come on, man! It was right there for you, and like this jersey still gets a thumbs up for me. That's a sweet jersey. I love that jersey. But the Burger King was right there. I know you could have brought him back.
2: You, if you didn't want to use the Burger King, you could have just used a cartoon version of Drew Doughty's face, and it would have still been magical. There was so much. Okay, Ryan, are you ready? And I'm sure this thought's gone through your head, but if it hasn't, I'm about to blow your world. The Burger King jersey, but purple and gold.
1: Incredible. It would have been
2: perfect. It would have been the only jersey that could have rivaled Anaheim's.
1: And for anyone saying, no, that jersey was too bad. I'm sorry. Wayne Gretzky wore that jersey. So, (laughs) (laughs) Thumbs up for me for that King's jersey still.
0: Absolutely. I love their purple jerseys, so thumbs up.
1: Uh, The Sharks using their old school shark with a gray body, black and teal sleeves and arms. I'm
2: going to give it a thumbs up. It's one of the more boring jerseys. I'm going to give a thumbs up. And I, the only reason I'm giving it a thumbs up really is it looks fine. And I was trying, I don't have a better idea to do with San Jose's jerseys. Their jerseys have always been kind of weird. Like they've done a black jersey. They've done a teal jersey. They don't have any other colors that they could have really used except for their gray. So I was like, yeah it makes sense i guess would i have picked this exact design no but it's fine so
1: i'll give it a thumbs up it reminds me of the 90s it reminds me of you know watching hockey as a kid i don't really like it but i think that's as much as i could have done without doing something brand new boring thumbs up yeah
0: yeah i think it's kind of like the the kid who had an hour to do his homework and he just found out that that was due in an hour. Um, yeah, it's just kind of, I'll say thumbs down.
1: Okay. This one's kind of interesting. Uh, the Canucks did an Orca Jersey with a gradient or they or they might do an Orca Jersey with a gradient blue to green downwards, green forearms, green shoulders, blue body. I don't have enough thumbs. To justify
2: how much I love this jersey. Really? Yes. This is the example. Like, I love the ridiculous 90s bullshit, but if you're a team that doesn't have that in your repertoire, I mean, there was some spaghetti skate potential here, but whatever. The Canucks have an elite color scheme right now. The blue, green, and white is awesome. They did a gradient jersey in a worse color scheme back in the 90s. So they took their modern, better color scheme and put it with a ridiculous jersey they had and just threw the colors on it. This is exactly the perfect. This is what a retro reverse is supposed to be, in my mind. Ten out of ten.
1: They have Johnny Canuck as a, a secondary logo or a mock-up that they've had in the past. I don't know. I, I feel I feel like, yeah, you want to do something wacky and different, but this one just seems eh. I've never loved Tampa Bay's gradient Jersey. I can't love this one. That one gets a thumbs down for me.
2: There's one thing that can make this Jersey better and it, we can't confirm it because it's aesthetics prediction. If that is a, if this Jersey gets released and it's a blue and green spaghetti skate logo instead, this gets an 11 out of 10.
1: Okay. Two things. One. Yes. Two. I will never come off my soapbox that the spaghetti skate is probably the most overrated logo in hockey. I will fight you over that, and I know you will. I just don't really understand the nostalgia behind it. I think, well, I think it's nostalgia driving all the appeal behind it. I think the the color scheme with the original Spaghetti the original Spaghetti Skate, yeah, absolutely, that was fantastic. The Spaghetti Skate itself was like, what even is that logo? It's nothing. It's not even a thing. Ryan, we it cheer the- for a team that is a wing coming out of a wheel. Don't but the overthink this. With the logo is this. a winged wing. like it's. <laughs> Makes sense. What is the spaghetti skate about? I don't know. I don't love the this kind. Of, even if it was okay, if it was the spaghetti skate, it would jump into almost completely batshit territory. At which point, <laughs> you kind of have to respect it. So that's when it would get a thumbs up from me. But as this prediction sits, it, it gets a thumbs down. I don't know, Evan. You're the tie break.
0: We're talking about the Canucks one, right?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Thanks for tuning in.
0: Uh well, now I'm definitely gonna trash this jersey. <laughs> I, it literally looks like a sweater that my mom bought me in the '90s when I was a six-year-old. The gradient. No, no, no. I don't I feel like that.
2: I feel like when we insult a jersey for how ridiculous it is, it like with an analogy like that, it just makes it better.
0: I had very she poor style that. as a six-year-old. <laughs> this um, is like
2: the this the retroverse to me. I I approach like. This is the ugly Christmas sweater party everybody goes to. The uglier, the more ridiculous it gets, the better it is.
0: Yeah, I think I have an uh, anti-green or shamrock green bias, and that's why I don't like this jersey. So I'll say thumbs down.
1: Okay, uh, and revisiting, we've talked about it in the past, but Vegas is retro reverse jersey which is um they're red is this the retro reverse or are they just treating their third jersey like the retro reverse jersey i, I think understand. this is their
2: re- well they have the gold
1: third jersey this oh, is oh that's their right the right, gold, gold gold yeah, yeah yeah sorry this is just a um, call
2: back to the old las vegas thunder it honestly when i first saw this jersey i'm like this is ridiculous campy i love it and then I've seen the rest of the retroverses. I'm like, God damn it. Vegas went more boring than other teams. Now I'm pissed. They should have been the most ridiculous because of what Vegas is as a city. I still give it a thumbs up, but now I'm slightly more disappointed.
1: See, I went in the opposite direction. When I first saw it, I was like, kind of boring. Just generic red jersey logo that's like it's their shoulder patch it's not a bad shoulder patch i don't think it's a great logo i was like eh, whatever i don't really love it but now that i see it compared to some of the other like looking at vegas's and then looking at edmonton's i'm like edmonton should have been able to do way more than vegas and i think vegas's jersey is nice nicer i'll give it a thumbs up
0: i thought this jersey was the calgary jersey at first <laughs> <laughs> i don't understand the logo what's the significance of that it's their shoulder patch Oh, it's the
2: shoulder patch on their regular jersey
0: oh so they kind of just like flipped it around correct Uh, I'll say thumbs down I don't I'm not really digging it
1: all right Ryan what division are we going to next so I know where to scroll the metro and we're gonna start with Carolina using the S tier the elite logo of the Hartford whalers if anybody out there gives us anything but a thumbs up I
2: question every decision you've made in your life
0: at first i thought the tail of the whale was a mustache i was like a november jersey interesting yeah. but then i there woke up get. and realized it was the whalers logo yeah that's bold by them this is the only jersey where i will approve this type of green i like this jersey a lot
1: columbus with their oh that um the ribbon primary logo with the stick and then white shoulders white bottom red jer- red jersey sorry I don't love this one. Thumbs down for me. It's kind of just weird mishmash of different features.
2: Columbus didn't have a lot to work with in terms of their history and what they could work with. Uh, their real only option to get a little weird was to use a, a red primary, and they did. Um, I like the white shoulders with the white bottom. It, it kind of brightens it and gives it that 90s vibe for me. Like I, Objectively, I should hate this, but I, I kind of don't. I give it a thumbs up.
0: Um, yeah, I don't know if I like the, the white shoulders, I guess, wrist to wrist sort of area. I like the logo a lot. I don't know. I'll say thumbs, thumbs down.
1: And New Jersey leaned on their old, uh, green jerseys. So brought back the green and red color scheme, but it's their um, only green primary. I've always liked the, the New Jersey red and green. I know they, they're probably grotesque to a lot of people, but I think it's a cool callback, and I, I've always been um kind of fond of them. That's thumbs up for me.
2: Like I mentioned with Vancouver, take a, your team's best color scheme, use it, flip the colors, perfect. Love this jersey. Two thumbs up.
0: I think when we did our um, jersey rankings... With the S, A, B, C, D or whatever it was. I think I hated this jersey, so I don't want to uh, (laughs) contradict myself. So I'll say thumbs down again.
1: Uh, The Islanders kind of went back to their old school navy orange white with their circle logo. It's not the fisherman. 17 thumbs down for me. I literally looked at this jersey for five minutes to
2: try to figure out if they've ever actually worn the exact version of this jersey before. This is the most boring jersey in the entire NHL for the retro reverse. They get all the thumbs down.
0: This is, it. this is different than the jerseys they've worn?
2: Yeah, I think it's just a different shade of blue. That's the only <laughs> thing I've been able to figure out. It looks exactly the same. They could have done an orange jersey. They could have brought back the fisherman logo. They could have done their current logo with the fisherman's wave at the bottom of the jersey. They could have done the fisherman with an orange jersey. They had options, and they did this. This has Lou Lamorello written all over it, and he's anti-fun in games.
1: No. Bad. Yeah, I I like this. I hope this prediction is wrong more than any of the other ones. Yes, a thousand
0: percent. Can you imagine it's completely different, and it's unreal? So
1: happy uh the rangers predicted to go back to the lady liberty navy uh logo with the navy jersey 10 thumbs up for me bring these back permanently
2: as your thirds you cowards two thumbs up
0: merrick malik scored the greatest shootout goal of all time <laughs> in this jersey oh yeah two thumbs up
1: uh a little bit of a i don't know what's happening to these next two teams but starting with philly i don't know what that is i don't like it
2: I it does. Uh, there's no nostalgia to it. Uh, it's ugly. It uh, no it, bad. No ugly and bad and boring. The trifecta of suck.
0: The curvature around like the forearm area from the white to the black orange area doesn't look good on these jerseys, and it's basically the same logo that they've had for eternity. Thumbs up. Uh.
1: Fun fact, the trifecta of suck was actually one of the names we were throwing around for this podcast, but it turns <laughs> out uh, it, that already belongs to a rather unsavory part of the internet, so we had to pick the Winged Wheel podcast instead. <laughs> uh, Pittsburgh using the New York style <laughs> diagonal lettering. I don't I, really love when teams do this That's that aren't New York, so I don't like it. I,
2: I know what they're doing, and um, as I mentioned before, you take an old jersey that, and then you, that like is good and then you flip the colors and make it work and pittsburgh had a black version of this jersey in the 90s except the problem is the black version of this jersey also sucked and they didn't change the color scheme on it like they didn't do anything funky they just made it the black parts white and the white parts black this jersey is awful two thumbs down um
0: yeah I don't really like even how they did the pittsburgh it, it's something about the the coloring and the how tight the letters are. I just don't like about it Kind of hard to look at. It is a little bit hard to look at. I'll say thumbs down
1: Washington taking their old screaming eagle uh copper, blue, and white and applying their uh, current red and blue uh, color scheme to it i would have loved to have seen the copper and blue come back uh but ultimately i won't hate on them for bringing back this design so that gets a thumbs up for me
2: uh this jersey is beautiful i love it i i do prefer the copper and blue but honestly this got a lot closer to to it than i thought it would i really really dig these jerseys this is like a top five top ten retro reverse love it
0: Yeah, I can't really explain why I like this jersey, but there's something about the Screaming Eagle and then the Capitals. I think it's supposed to look like a hockey stick almost down near the naval area. I actually really like that. I'll say thumbs up.
1: And over to the Central Division. um, God, these have some of the best jerseys, period, in there. Starting with the Blackhawks, uh, to me, that looks like a practice jersey. Weird. Not a it big look, fan. it looks
0: down. like that $50 jersey you buy. It's like the practice jersey or like the super ultra thin material. That's what yeah. this one looks like.
1: Like the bib mesh.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, the Blackhawks are one of the few teams who have used a barber pole before, and they didn't go back to that. So that immediately makes it a thumbs down for me, even though subjectively I think this jersey looks fine.
1: I don't, um, Colorado. I don't oh god the white with the 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 deep red or the maroon burgundy nordiques logo the fleur-de-lis on the bottom this is as close to perfection as you can humanly get all of my thumbs up and i don't even care that it makes me sick that it's colorado these are phenomenal
2: absolutely one thousand percent agree
0: do you think they go white gloves or maroon gloves
2: i think i think mckinnon spoiled it i think they're going the blue gloves on this Oh, that's cool. I can remember McKinnon posted that on his Instagram, and everybody said, What is happening? And that was technically, if you go all the way back, our first teaser
0: (laughs) ends just to the retro reverses, maybe. I don't remember that, but yeah, these jerseys are sweet.
1: Uh, Dallas Stars with their old logo and the old um, whole jersey taking the shape of a star. Again, a ridiculous 90s jersey making the comeback. Love it. Yeah, amazing jersey. Fantastic. No one will argue that that's a great callback to their old logos.
0: You think it'll be gray or will it be silver? Uh, I'd imagine silver. Yeah, probably. Yeah,
2: I think it'll look really good. Because they're calling back to 99 when they won the cup, which is what Detroit did.
1: Yeah. Uh, Minnesota, hopefully doing what we've always wanted them to do, which is a callback to the Minnesota North Stars. These are gorgeous even if they weren't like a like a wacky jersey, but in terms of what they're calling back to and how they look, again, right up there with Colorado in terms of you know how close to perfection you can get, phenomenal jerseys would put on the list. If I had way too much money, I'd be buying one of these.
2: I love this jersey, and I'm going to nitpick just for the sake of nitpicking. This jersey still gets two thumbs up, but the original North Stars logo was the N with the star above. The little thing. They should have done that with an M. Just like lowered one of the parts and put the star above it. But still. Oh, still A+. Yeah, plus.
0: yeah I like I these too. That. I like the lemon and lime look.
1: Hell yeah. A little Mountain Dew. Um, Over to, to terrible template NHL 21 practice jerseys Nashville gross disgusting shame on you 15 thumbs down uh never do this again please yeah there is no, no redeeming qualities
2: to this jersey none zero
0: yeah i don't <laughs> like that silver shoulder arm whatever you call it i don't like that at all yeah, the, those jerseys are brutal
2: you remember that episode of the simpsons where homer was trying to be an inventor and he created a makeup shotgun and he just blasted it. And it was like kind of every piece of makeup in the gun. This is the Jersey version of this. They just threw a bunch of colors in there, threw it in a shotgun, fired it at a Jersey. And this is what came out.
1: Uh, St. Louis, they've already done these jerseys as a uh, a third or fourth or fifth Jersey. St. Louis has just been pumping out amazing Jersey after amazing Jersey. Um, I love these, the slanted red and blue and yellow. Uh, with the St. Louis written on the top of the logo. I think it looks fantastic. A little bit disappointed that they didn't uh, bring out the Jazz jerseys that never actually saw the ice. I think you already won the cup. You might as well do it, but still props. The jersey looks nice. Thumbs up for me.
2: The original blue versions of these jerseys are like arguably like one of my favorite jerseys from the 90s. So the fact that they just flipped the colors on this, 100 out of 10. Three thumbs up.
0: Yeah, I like these jerseys too. I've always liked those that rendition of the nineties jerseys they had.
1: And finally, uh lastly the Jets. I get that the Jets have already used a lot of their historical jerseys. Um I don't love the gray here. I don't really know understand what they did. And again, uh cuff to cuff shoulders. Ech, not for me. Thumbs down.
0: I thought it was a I thought it was a sweater at first before I opened up the <laughs> the blown up version of this picture. Yeah. It's it's something. I mean, it's it's
2: their essentially their current color scheme without the baby blue on their original jersey. I can appreciate that. I don't hate the way the jersey looks. I think it's fine. Like if I were to sit on the fence for any jersey, it'd probably be this one. But given that they ignored their best iteration of the jerseys their early 90s solani era jerseys it's a thumbs down for me because there was so much more potential there
1: so again a lot of these jerseys we don't know i wouldn't be surprised if aesthetics is off by at least a little bit on some of these i'm sure most uh, of them though they're they've got quite a bit of it right um they're pretty connected so exciting to just speculate based on the leaks um those will be when are they all going to be released all at the same time or uh I
2: think they're releasing the official versions of them tomorrow. I don't know if it's the whole league or it'll be a division at a time again. Um but yeah, so I hope we get them all tomorrow cuz for the record too, welcome to peak November off-season where we just spent over half an hour breaking down rumored jerseys. <laughs> it's kind of fun though <laughs> oh it's kind of
1: fun hopefully everybody listening's actually seen the jersey
2: so they know what the hell we're talking about
1: yeah maybe we'll post them on our twitter page and patreon and stuff um okay but actual hockey to talk about here before we head into overtime um someone who i wanted to call attention to was and not that we haven't paid attention at all but i think it's easy to focus on raymond and it's easy to focus on burger and it's easy to focus on you know whoever else but more at cider. And how he stepped in the SHL. He's been firmly in the mix with all the other Red Wings where it seems like every day you check Twitter and this Red Wing and that Red Wing and another Red Wing playing overseas has two goals and an assist or is tearing it up that day. Um, And he's been firmly a part of that crew. It's not that people haven't noticed him. But you look at the level of defense and the impact on the game that he's having at such a young age in a professional league like the SHL where it's not necessarily always easy to defend. Uh, or at least easy to, you know, produce offensively. Um, it's a different ice surface, I know. And it's it's not the same level of competition as the NHL, I know. But there has not been a step in Mort Sider's progression where I thought I can confidently say this guy is going to be a second pairing defenseman. Like, I think he has an r- even better shot than Draft Day. Like What I'm saying is this guy is looking more and more like a freaking fantastic pick especially considering how well he's done stepping into the shl to be such a mature sound defenseman coming into a brand new league at, at at such a young age like i have a lot a lot a lot of hope for his future on the detroit's blue line as a first pairing defender the
2: what was the uh one stat the expected was it the expected shot share or the goal share chart that was floating around for mort cider where it basically just showed he was like essentially the best player in the SHL to this point, because he was so far into the good category. I still have questions about what Sider's ultimate offensive upside is going to be in the NHL. And I think that will always hold him back from being a number one NHL defenseman. And don't get me wrong. I think his offense will be there and I think it will be good. Not elite, not great. Um, I think if he ever hits Ryan Suter point totals, that's best case scenario for him. But, and Ryan Suter to me is still his, his comparable in the NHL in terms of what I'm hoping for. So if his ceiling is Ryan Suter and he hits that, that's, that's remarkable. That is arguably a number one defenseman. I still think that a number two to three is his most likely. I am now. His performance in the SHL this season has flipped that from a likely number three defenseman to a likely number two. That's where my expectations have shifted. Um, But yeah, he every stage since getting drafted, he has exceeded expectations. So if my expectations now are a number two defenseman, <laughs> Mort Sider is probably going to find a way to prove me and everybody else thinking that wrong in the next year.
1: If the Red Wings come out and take a, you know, high powered offensive dynamo or, or a, a defenseman with a little bit more offensive upside that plays on the left side, this next draft, that's Detroit's top pairing locked up between that hypothetical player, Moritz Sider, Philip Ronick, and whichever one of these, you know, young studs, Johansson, Tomiso, anyone else that that might eventually pan out. Detroit's blue line is looking very, very promising. And that's all to say that Moritz Sider's offensive game still won't pan out more. I don't think Moritz Sider has a well of untapped offensive potential that's going to make him all of a sudden, like, you know, Brian McCabe in his prime, just like an absolute offensive force. I don't know why I just referenced Brian McCabe. That has to be a first for this podcast. Not the uh, the scoring on his own net version of Brian McCabe, but the other one. Um but still, like, it, it, I don't think that's within him, but I still think there is a consistent upward trajectory of discovering an offensive game that's available in more outsider. I, I, he's not going to put up. What was Lidstrom's insane assist total that one year? I can't remember what it was. It was close to like 80, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't think he'll be doing that. Uh, that's not the kind of defenseman we're looking at here, but I don't think we're looking at a nine point defenseman um, unless something goes really wrong with his development and he come, falls completely short when he hits the NHL. Um, what he's done so far is shown promise in areas where you would have to exceed and basically overperform to be the kind of defenseman that is worth being drafted at six overall. What do we always say about defensemen? They usually They usually struggle defensively. Like on the on the defensive end, coming into the NHL and pro leagues because it's much tougher, and that kind of sound play comes when you're uh, when you have 200 or 300 reps in the NHL, like when you've played a certain amount of games and you're able to develop that experience. What has everyone said about Moritz Sider from the moment we started, or from the moment he's been drafted? This guy is so mature. He is so sound defensively. He plays like he's an experienced veteran. He's doing that, which makes me think, yeah, he's absolutely always been that kind of very able, solid shutdown defender, which means he can focus on improving his offensive game. And if you asked his coach from Germany, what did he say when um, asked why Moritz Seider didn't produce as much offensively? I didn't ask him to. I asked him to focus more on defense. Like, it literally might be that this guy is just going through the paces and is way more of a complete defenseman than we give him credit for.
2: He is. Well, we saw in um – um Red Wings development camp last year, that, that was kind of the first eye-opener even before he started in the AHL because he was literally toe-dragging guys in the neutral zone, undressing goalies in scrimmages and shootouts. And we were just like, wow, what is going on here? And then it just progressed. And for me, I don't think it's a skill issue with Cider on the offense. It's there. He's got a cannon of a shot as his goal this week showed he's a good passer he's got good hands and you couple that all with his elite skating like it's there I think it's a mindset for him because my one criticism of him in the offensive zone it's a it's a big one don't get me wrong is he doesn't activate and he's not nearly aggressive enough like if he wanted to he could dominate offensively the tools are there He just doesn't, Uh, whether or not that's coach directed, whether or not that's out of a sense of responsibility to not abandon his partner or abandon his post, if you will. Sure, that's one thing. And with how good of a skater he is, he absolutely has the capability of taking more risks and being able to get back. Now, if he's not going to do that because he's too paranoid about sacrificing any defensively, and this is ultimately the version of most sider we get. That's fine. Like I'm, I'm nitpicking here because that's not his primary focus. But if we do see that aggressiveness come out in Moe Sider and we do see him starting to like pick his spots and, and jump up into the play, sneak into the slot, you know, make that extra move at the top of the circle. Then I think we start talking about Mo Sider as like a true number 1 defenseman in the NHL, but to be fair, at every level we've seen him play, we haven't seen that yet. We've seen solid offensive contributions because when you're staying home at the blue line and you're not taking risks, you can still get point shots through, you can still make the proper pass, you can still find the seams. It just limits how often you can make those plays. So again, I I'm perfectly content with where he's at, but uh, Everything I said about him being a number two defenseman could be negated if he does adopt that mindset. Because like I said, there is no tool that he is lacking in his toolbox. It's just a matter of using them all and using them wisely.
1: Warren Sider is making it so if Detroit doesn't end up taking a defenseman this next draft, I am not at all concerned. And that's a big thing to say because of the level of defensive talent that's available in the 2021 NHL draft. Um, that's something I generally would not want to pass up on, especially considering where Detroit's likely to pick. Um, but with how he's panning out, he's, I don't know. He, he's not, he's not a silver bullet for the Red Wings blue line. They need a lot of work and they still need more than the average amount of their prospects to pan out. But yeah. If, if there's a defenseman where that's taking an opposite path where the defense is already set and, and true and the offense whether coach directed like brad mentioned or something else will come over time like that is a fantastic position to be in
2: and then you couple it with what albert johansson's doing in sweden right now and he looks like a legit threat to be a top four top three defenseman in the nhl because he's playing extremely well we already know what philip heronik can do i mean there's three quarters of your top four for the next 10 to 15 years potentially right um so yeah if we don't draft a defenseman in the top 10 in this upcoming draft i'm perfectly okay with that and i've also been watching a lot of kent johnson in the past week so if we take him i'm perfectly okay with that he is disgusting why are more am i missing something why are more people not talking about him I mean, we will will now, he's playing for Michigan. So we, as Red Wings fans, will see him him a lot and talk about him a lot. But like, if we're talking about all of North America, oh my God, I'm, this week is the week I started piecing together my top 10 for this upcoming draft, because I want to get a head start on it this year. Man, I think I might put him in my top three. He is
1: Unreal yeah we had an especially long break from the draft stuff what's it been like two weeks and so it's been a long enough hiatus for you before starting to look at it again i mean we're gonna get a
2: shortened season and a shortened off season next year in all likelihood i i do actually have a fear that we're gonna hit one point in the season and go oh shit it's in two months
1: (laughs) yeah we have so many profiles to do um anyways more outsider likely to be a fan favorite just wanted to talk about him a little bit i'm sure we're going to do it a million more times uh do you guys have anything else before we jump into overtime no talking about jerseys for a half an hour really did fill it up for me again it made me happy as a hockey fan i'm not sure if it even made for great radio but i love doing it
2: oh i live for this kind of garbage
1: uh the nhl doing a coordinated league-wide third jersey our fourth jersey callback to throwback designs is like, it's cheap, easy money, and I'm so happy they finally did it. You guys need to do more of that. Uh, the NBA does it all the time, and it works great for them. We're going to head into overtime, starting with Patreon, where our patrons are the reason uh, we're able to uh, continue this show uh, through extended off-seasons, do draft profiles, uh, bring on uh, fantastic guests like Nicholas Lidstrom, and also go to episodes where we just shoot the shit about jerseys for 45 minutes so thank you patrons um we're gonna start with uh, our very own arjun shanker says how's it going dude it's also bladed happy birthday ryan thank you arjun i hope you're enjoying your podcast pillow have you guys seen the podcast
0: pillows no i'll pull
1: one up I'll pull one up in a little bit after the next question. Uh, TJ Swanson says, after seeing Owen Power last night, in my honest opinion, he's the target for me in, in next year's draft. Curious if you guys feel the same way or is there another defenseman you think has a higher ceiling? Either way, whoever we draft this year will be a nice compliment when we get Shane Wright the following year. Cheers, boys. Um, I have a defenseman in
2: my prelimin- pr- preliminary rankings as the number one overall prospect and it's not Owen Power. So take that for whatever it's worth and that pillow is dope I do like Owen power he's definitely in my top five um, but I have at least one possibly two defensemen ahead of him right now
0: that's a nice pillow Ryan
1: I think I made the logo too big on these I think I need no to print the logo. I don't
0: think so oh cool
1: well uh, if you go to wingheelpocast.com there's a store tab and you guys can get a pillow if you like this if you're watching on YouTube um okay. Beer guy says, thanks again for doing this through the pandemic. Definitely has helped keep my spirits up while I drive around from supermarket to supermarket. A lot of my other podcasts are going on breaks. Do you guys listen to any other podcasts? Um, Way too (laughs) many. My podcast listenership has gone way down now that I don't have a commute anymore, I'll admit. It's really bad.
0: Yeah, me too. I don't listen to really anything right now. Um, But I will be listening to No Laying Up tomorrow to get their master's recap.
1: Um, Also, I'd love to send you guys beer from the brewery I work for. Is it illegal to send beer across the border? I don't think so. But you can hold off for when the borders are open again and we do our next meetup. Or we can promise you to use your Patreon money to buy beer for ourselves. Or both. Uh, La Plata Peaks says, dog days of the offseason hypothetical question. I know Holland's last few years with the Wings was a comedy of errors, but is there a specific move or mulligan that could have led him to still being the uh, Red Wings GM? And if so, is Eisenman celebrating a cup with the Lightning in 2020, or do you think he'd have moved on to another team, say, if the Red Wings' playoff streak was still intact? Oh, and if I had the money, I'd send you guys a set of golf clubs with, and I'm Evan, stitched into the bag. <laughs>
0: think you're Um, funny, eh?
2: I I don't think so. I do think a lot of what Holland had to do was owner-directed. I I, I get the feeling beyond no reason other than my gut. Um, Some of those moves were so comically bad, the Red Wings are still getting out from under it. And that being said, I don't think Ken Holland wasn't the GM because ownership was unhappy with Ken Holland. I think it was just, it's Steve Iserman. The face of the franchise, the current best GM in the NHL. That'd be like saying, sure, we love Dylan Larkin as our first-line center. He's good. He's fine. But we could replace him with Connor McDavid. Like, it, it's kind of the same logic if Ken Holmes not Dylan Larkin, obviously.
1: I don't know. The Nielsen move would go a long way. Uh would it still make him – no, you're you're right. I don't think it, it would have made him not – it would have made anything change. I don't think Eisenman leaves Tampa Bay unless the Detroit opening was was happening. Like he talked about family and everything like that, but I think that deal was talked about in the works for a lot longer than what was publicly released. Just didn't really make sense in my mind. Who knows? I, I can't speak to the genuine situation. Of course, only Eisenman knows that, but um, it just all fit together. It seemed very prophetic. So I think if – if Holland was still GM, I I would have had a hard time seeing Eisman leave before the cup, because the cup looked like it was coming for a long time. Um one single move that would have saved Holland, no. A few moves, yeah. Absolutely. You take away Abdulkader and Nielsen, and you're not extending Ericsson or something like that, then yeah, for sure.
2: He did have a lot of moves towards the end once he embraced the rebuild. Like he he was doing a, a fairly decent job. Let's not forget we had Jonathan- trade. We have Jonathan Bergerin because of the trade he made with the New York Rangers for Brendan Smith. We have Joe Valeno because of the Tomas Tatar trade he made with Vegas. And we also have Robert Master Simone in that deal. And I forget who the third round pick in the Rangers trade was, but he made some moves that helped this rebuild. Um, he also ran a couple of absolutely awful drafts, but you know, whatever. There were, like I said, there were some redeeming moves there already.
1: Zach Tretnick says, "What if Johann Franzen never got hurt? Do you think he would have been one of the bad contracts nobody would take, or would he? Would we? Ha- would he have trade value? Have I'm not sure he'd up. age well without talent around him. Well, okay, so uh,
2: take the concussions out of it." Franzen was never a speed guy he was a hockey iq guy with power and a shot generally those guys are still usable into their 30s i'm not saying he would have been an elite or anywhere what he was but he was also making less than four million dollars so it wasn't like basically would johan Franzen have brought more than what darren helm is bringing now for close to the same money yes definitely so I don't think he would have been a, a superstar but uh, yeah he still would have been good for 40ish points a year I would think.
1: Uh Cody Stark says I'm smoking a pork shoulder today which is making me giddy. Been drinking Baileys and coffee since 9 so you can confirm that I just saw Tiger shoot a 10 on a 12, a 10 on 12. Yep. Definitely also, uh, smoking a pork shoulder and drinking Baileys and coffee since 9 is the perfect Sunday. We had torrential wind, like knocking out power wind where we are today, so um very jealous. Uh, that's my kind of golf. Anyways, what's each of your favorite meat to eat or to prepare and or eat? Oh, duck. I love duck so much. A good, oh, easily my favorite meal I've ever had singularly and a good... There's so many different ways to prepare it. Just easily my favorite meat, for sure.
2: I don't know if pretentious is the right word for that answer, but that's the vibe I'm getting, so I'm going (laughs) to run with that. I
1: don't know if it's pretentious. (laughs) I don't know if it's pretentious. It just feels like it is. It's just not, like, very North American. We don't eat a lot of duck here. No. So I guess, yeah, it's pretentious. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Um, I'm,
2: I'm not fancy here. I love busting at the barbecue and i love doing a good steak it's it's simple it's easy it's delicious and when done properly you get that like pride of oh i i nailed this like it's it's a satisfying meal to grill
0: my answer is just yes but if i I have to give a specific i pan seared scallops always the best um, ooh, that's
1: interesting. I don't know. Uh, we've made pan seared scallops a lot and I think we're missing something. Like we always get kind of a butter, salt. That's it. A good olive oil. We fried them in uh, the oil from chorizo once. That was good.
0: That would be good
1: uh marius brecker says hey guys please tell us about your ea nhl 21 progression or any other lockdown video games stay safe and as always keep up the great work greetings from germany um just got my ps5 i will we will be getting nhl 21 very shortly i think tomorrow i'll probably go pick it up and um another cool or fun i don't know depending on what you think is cool or fun thing that we'll be adding is uh, we'll be streaming nhl 21 from time to time i don't know how much i'll be doing it but uh i will be doing it um i'll play with patrons um when the world opens back up and evan and brad come back over to my house i might get them to play it even though they don't <laughs> really console game ever
0: i evan used to has. have and i used to play nhl a lot
1: yeah so i used brad to be pretty good Brad never has, so we should do a series where it's called Evan and Ryan both share one controller, and Brad holds the other controller, and let's see who wins <laughs> hl twenty one.
2: <laughs> I can tell you exactly who's going to win, and the answer is not me.
1: <laughs> uh, I'll play with patrons. I should. We'll get Steve and uh, them from Dangle um, on. We'll play and we'll do a streaming thing. Just got to get it all set up, but that'll happen soon. Um, I bought the new Call of Duty. And I know, like, I skipped a bunch of them. The last one that I really loved was, was the first Black Ops. I just bought this Black Ops. I don't know. I kind of missed it. It's fun just shooting the shit with my friends. Although, I, I suck now. Like, I suck a lot. It's true that your, like, reflexes in video games go away as you get older.
0: Yeah, so I'm terrible at Counter-Strike now.
1: Uh, Lars, the prophet of the towering behemoth says, as it seems, the world's getting dumber by the second. I think it's time to reflect on this organization's dumbest moves. Looking back, what's the dumbest decision the Red Wings have made and what's the dumbest trade? Off topic, who is the best NPC you've come across playing video games? Oh, man.
2: <sighs> the- if anyone I says hate- arrow in the knee, Guy, Oh, I'm not. I'm just <laughs> scrolling past that. I hate to dump on the guy because that's basically been the entire existence of this podcast but we all knew from the minute pen hit paper that Abdel Kader contract was going to be an absolute dumpster fire and it somehow ended up even worse than we could have
1: imagined yeah It's hard because there's so much recency bias, and for sure there's different trait or there's different moves in there historically that might have looked worse, but that's really the anchor, like that's the rebar in the concrete structure that is the Red Wings awful, awful organization that needs years of rebuilding. Like we've been excited about Eisman for two years now, and this will still be probably the worst team in the league next year. There's a lot else that went into that having Erickson and Daly and all them on the team wasn't good having the Nielsen contract wasn't good but yeah the abdicator move was that one was rough in terms of the worst trade the Red Wings have ever made i'm sure
2: there's probably something in the 60s or 70s like when they traded Glenn Hall or Ted Lindsay the original 6 era of the NHL was a gong show but it was easier to get out from mistakes back then but yeah, the Red Wings, way back in the day, uh, made a lot of horrible trades. Uh, y- you can pinpoint whichever one you want. I, I- Glenn Hall and the, te- the Glenn Hall trade, the Ted Lindsey trade, and the
1: Marcel Dion trades are the ones that stand out to me. If you want to go recent, you can look at the trading Backman, and Mark, in a second, for Eric Cole in a third, or uh, getting Legwand in exchange for Cali Yarncroc, Patrick Eaves in a third. I know the Yarncroc one really... Gets people's nerves going. Yeah. Uh, Steve E says, so this might be my last comment for a while. I found out that I'm being bought out at the end of the year and I'm currently applying everywhere. It's a little scary as I bought a house last December and have two kids, uh, but I'm only 32. So I'm confident I'll find something, maybe an NHL referee realistically, how old or how long would it take for a non-certified person to get to the NHL? Thank you. And goodbye. St- okay. First of all, E, do not apologize. Um, so sorry to hear that. Really hope everything works out. That is extremely unfortunate luck. Um I I'm sure and I hope it'll all work out. Um referee might not be the path, though. It takes a long while.
2: Well, it it depends on qualifications. So I can actually kind of speak to this one because I have two friends literally on the path to that. They're both refing in the uh Ontario Hockey League right now. Um the NHL referee gig is very, I don't know what the word I'm looking for here is. If you've played at a high level of hockey, you get jumped several levels like you automatically can jump in there's guys who graduate from the ontario hockey league as players and they're refing in that league like a year later even though they've never refed in their lives before um as my one buddy put it he was actually trying out for the same league i tried out last year and he's one of these refs he needed it to have an elite prospects page because he said that gives him a bump like so i don't know the ins and outs and how all this works but stuff like that matters so if you're going in from scratch, I'm going to say it's going to take a real long time. If you have a some sort of high-level hockey background, like high enough that it gets you an EP page, maybe you get, you get a bit of a, a speed boost at the start. But yeah, it, it sounds like it's a long, arduous process.
1: Garrett TV says, Hockey Amigos, can you please silence your microphones and allow Evan – uh time to describe this weekend's bryson de meltdown remember boys and girls drive for the show oh, putt for the go. let's go red wings
0: we i'm surprised we didn't get into that off the start um man what a f- what a baby so i don't know if you guys really caught any of it but i think we talked where did, it, did we talk last time about how he shanked a bunch of drives and he couldn't find a ball and shoved one he was just terrible all week and then he started saying he doesn't Like he's feeling lightheaded, but he, the COVID test isn't showing anything. So he started making all these excuses, just never played well at all. Um, I remember just like, Oh, once again, I don't feel bad for the guy at all. He, I don't know if I told you guys this, but he said he can hit all the par fives in, in two. So he's playing them as par fours. So the course is really a par 67, he was not a par 67. So he's, when he says shit like that, it's just, well, I have, I feel really good that he, uh, kind of just fizzled out this week.
2: Well, when you were describing him last episode, I think the phrase he's a wiener was used a half a dozen times. So this must've been a satisfying weekend.
1: Yeah. It was like great. That. Yeah. Uh, Rick, uh, Choate says, howdy boys. Are there any of the reverse retros? based on the previews that you'd consider buying i'm personally a sucker for those kings jerseys
2: uh the ducks one i i'm very seriously considering and there's probably a couple cuz like i have players around the league that i'm big fans of so this might be the little push over the hump to break down and get one like i said i'm a huge john gibson fan and there's a handful of other players around the league i might consider it if they have good jerseys i don't can't think of them all off the top of my head but
1: yeah, there's there's more than a few that I would definitely consider doing. Um as much as like Colorado's are nice, would I actually buy them as is now? No, I don't love buying non-Red Wings jerseys or non like international teams that I care about jerseys. I will buy the cartoon jerseys probably. Like uh, like with a good deal in front of me, I would. So Arizona's in Anaheim's for sure. If the Islanders did the Fisherman, hell yeah. If LA did the Burger King, hell yeah.
2: See, I have, I have a good reason to justify buying the Avalanche Nordiques jersey because uh, arguably my favorite kitchen arranger of all time plays for Colorado, Gabe Landeskog. So it would take no convincing for me to break down and do that as much as I hate the Avalanche. Like I can't even say I hate the Avalanche anymore. That rivalry's dead. I'm just very like, eh, about them. But like, it's an A plus plus jersey and one of my favorite players in the league, so it's not a stretch for me to buy that one. And um, I will pick someone on Carolina just to buy that
1: one. <laughs> RC Tendy says, so I'm playing NHL 21 franchise and I found something that really grinds my gears. Uh, Berger and Johansson, Kevin Mackey, and Bromey are all uh, one of the lowest rated players on their teams. What's going on there? I mean, NHL ratings have always been terrible. Yeah. Real bad. Uh, Michael Thompson says, as a person who has golfed like twice in their life, while I was in the military, I was in Augusta during the Masters and I was able to attend while stationed down there. First and really only golf experience was basically the pinnacle of the sport. So I felt like I was basically spoiled out of the gate. Now everything is lackluster. Golf guy has piqued my interest in mostly and most of my friends golf religiously, so I'm thinking about picking it up at some point when it opens up again. Outside of hockey, do you guys play any other sports? Is there a sport you've always wanted to give a go? Take care. F- that's like
0: going do. to the Super Bowl <laughs> as your first football game, or going to the Champions League final, or the World Cup final.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. Um... For the
2: question, yeah, I, I love football and baseball. And obviously, I'm not going to play tackle football at my age, but if I could find like a fun flag football league, I would love to do it. I love baseball. If I could find like a, a softball league to join, I would do it. The problem oh, is, you want to
0: play on a co ed slow pitch team, eh? I absolutely got one of those. So, okay, let me preface this by
2: saying it still hurts to throw, but if I can work that out by next summer, I would absolutely love to play in a shitty slow pitch league because I myself based.
1: will be shitty. So play first
0: base you can stand there
2: i am absolutely down to play first base i used to play short so i think
1: that those days are dead for me but this uh, podcast had superlatives brad would easily be most voted most likely to join a flag football league I i think i've made that joke even before you said that
2: yeah probably like i mean i have three sports that i love and that i love to play and i love to watch so of course yeah why not i just i can't i can't deal with weekly concussions so flag football is the only option if i want to do that uh
1: i've played both of these but i really wish i would have done it when i was younger both tennis and golf
0: yes uh i guess other than golf and uh, hockey it's snowboarding and cross-country skiing i started learning last year which i really suck at
2: um in regards to cross-country skiing there is absolutely nothing about that sounds that sounds appealing to me dude (laughs) it's like running
0: but with weight big goofy weights on your feet f that i sweat so hard doing cross-country skiing like i start like it was like minus 20 the first day we went i started with like all these layers on about 30 minutes in, i was like down to my base layers and i'm just you're just huffing the whole time yeah
1: that doesn't sound appeasing at all no no yeah no um, okay. Next question here from Sam W. Is it time to reevaluate the pro- popular five years to contention timeline? So far, the efficiency of Isman gives reason to believe the wings can be competitive sooner. As tempting as the Shane Wright prize is, is it starting to look a bit more realistic? Um, that we will end up uh, at that point, perhaps a middle-of-the-pack team that's starting to look to get better at the trade deadline. It's not a Stanley Cup winning roster now by any means, but when weight gets replaced by good talent, things change pretty rapidly. After a tough 11 years, how excited are you to watch this team improve?
2: Uh, I'm optimistic for the first time in a while, but th- there's one thing, we, two things technically, we can't sugarcoat in, in terms of this rebuild as much as we like to. This team doesn't have that true top end elite center and it doesn't have that true top end number one defenseman that most Stanley Cup teams and contenders have. I love Dylan Larkin, but he's not at the level of like, um, you know, all the top centers from the past Stanley Cup teams. I do think there's a bit of room for improvement in his game and I do think that with a better surrounding supporting cast, he could be that guy, but we can't say for certain yet that he is. But that being said, as much as I love Philip Heronik and, and Mo Sider, I, there's not a number one defenseman in the system right now. And there's no goalie. So the Red Wings have to still answer some pretty big questions before their contenders. The depth is there. The wingers are there. the They have top four defensemen in the system. They have top six forwards in the system in, and plenty of them, um, at least projected based on, you know, how they've been doing but yeah there's still two to three really big holes on this roster that need to be filled before i i think the red wings can turn the rebuild around that being said uh the number one defenseman could come in the the next draft um it's it's arguably likely to come in the next draft
1: um but yeah we'll see it's still three to five years for me that hasn't changed C nod says, I was looking around cap friendly and was a little confused on how we could not protect Danny DeKaiser with his modified no trade. Could you shed some light on that? Or are you making the assumption that he could include it on his list? He'll waive it. Didn't quite get that impression from the expansion draft episode.
2: The expansion rules um, are that only players with full no movement clauses have to be protected. No trade clauses do not apply to
1: the expansion draft. And um, in a hypothetical where there was a player with a full no move, they could also ask them to waive it as well. They could say no or they could say yes. So it, it is all pretty pliable there.
2: Yeah, um, I don't also think the I Red Wings have a single no-move clause on their roster right now, I'm pretty sure.
1: Uh, let me see. No move, no move, no move. Uh, Mark Stahl. <laughs> and he'll be a UFA by
2: then, so it doesn't matter.
1: Uh, also, don't envy Stevie for the next two off-seasons considering he only has two players signed. Uh, beyond then regardless if we're ready to take a step forward it's a lot of work to build that roster with very few pieces moving forward on the bright side y'all are going to have so much content during the next couple off seasons thanks for the pod yeah can we have some more of it now (laughs) uh stan olson says hey guys hope all is well of the last 10 cup winning rosters which do you think was the most talented top to bottom the 2010 hawks come to mind for me sorry what was out of what era the last 10 cup winning
2: rosters Top to bottom, most talented. So we're going back ten years. So we've got the Hawks, Bruins, Kings, Hawks, Kings, et cetera. Penguin,
1: Boston, L.A., Chicago, L.A., Chicago, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Washington, St. Louis, Tampa.
2: Twenty ten Hawks are a great pick. They're they're right there. Um, Twenty eighteen Capitals, I think, are up there. Um
1: it's really hard to pick against penguins teams that have crosby and malkin even yeah, though they, necessarily they had no team. depth on those teams none
2: yeah like they were dragged there by their top top players and like their patchwork defense somehow made it work like you look at washington Ovi, backstrom kuznetsov carlson Holby. like they were loaded um
1: yeah i think 2018 capitals or 2010 hawks those are the two for me all right, moving along here. Joe Delia says sub guys, long time, no comment. Long story short, my dad, girlfriend, and myself got the Rona. Fortunately and luckily, we're doing good and all recovering. My dad got it first about two weeks ago, and we got it from him probably. Dad and girlfriend both had bad headaches and weakness. I had very light symptoms, mainly just a congestion. Anyways, 1 out of 10 would not recommend. Thanks, guys, for the episodes while well, we've been quarantined for the past two weeks. It's scary shit. I hope none of our little family gets it. Even the dumb helm stands. In conclusion, Tony D'Angelo can still lick the hairiest part of my... You can guess. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Uh, Joe, happy to hear that you guys are doing okay. Um, I can only imagine that it's a one out of 10 do not recommend, but still um, grateful that you guys are doing well. So take care and happy that we could uh, help out with our bullshit. Uh, Blue says, hypothetically, if Tampa can't move any of their guys with no trade clauses and are forced to move Sorelli uh, or Sergachev, do you think the Red Wings have the capital needed to get one of them without moving a future first Roenick or one of their upper tier prospects like Zadina, Sider, Raymond, Berger, and Johansson or Valeno? a bunch of seconds off
2: the table no absolutely not
1: a bunch of seconds in any combination of rasmussen cheloski etc would that even come close Nope. i think you can get close i think another team would outbid though by a lot chris smith says do you ever watch one of awood's datsuk highlight videos and realize that you're like 50 or more of those views since march or is that just me oh no we're all there man i just miss miss doing things in live hockey um AJ Voss, who's a new patron. AJ, welcome to the Winged Wheel podcast family. He says, hey, guys, long-time listener, first-time patron, uh, college senior, so sorry I'm late to the party. No worries, man. Um, been working a lot lately, and I want to show the support. Do you guys have any players that you're big fans of uh, that were before your time? I was born in September of 98, and I'm a huge Konstantinov fan. Just based on his highlight tape, I can tell he was a special player and played more intensely than most in league history. I mean...
2: Like, define before my time because, like, Steve Eisenman's prime was before I really got into hockey. Cause I don't, I don't really remember watching hockey until like 93, 94. Um, if, if I had to single out one player, it is the biggest cop out answer of all time. But I mean, when I was a kid, I watched hours and hours and hours hours of wayne gretzky videos from the 80s like he was just on another planet like how could you not
1: has to be gretzky
0: yeah if, i think if to pick a different answer i'd say bobby Orr. um his career was obviously cut short and i don't even think that would have really overlapped with, with my viewing era so no. you know he's consensus number one defenseman of all time i would have loved to see him in his prime and uh, even though I did get to see a lot of years of him
2: at the top of his game, I will still argue till the day I die that as as revered as he is and as good as everybody knows he is, I still think Mario Lemieux is criminally, criminally underrated.
1: Evan Pardo says, if the Red Wings draft a forward in the 2021 draft, which three forward prospects would you guys consider at this point?
2: So assuming we're picking somewhere between one and eight, Uh, I think Kent Johnson's the top forward on my board right now. Uh, I still like Atu Ratu, but he is not doing himself any favors this year. And, um, I don't know. There's this forward group's better than I think we've given it credit for. Matt Beneers has looked great in the first two games with Michigan. Um, Chaz Lucius might have the sickest hands in the draft. Uh, all the the problem is like the western hockey league guys are playing in the AGHL like Dylan Gunther is just running show even though he should be playing in the in the dub um, Cole Sillinger might be up there I don't know it's it's so hard right now but if i had to go two i'll say Ken Johnson and Atu Ratu for now but
1: outside shot to Zachary Larue as well I'm not as big on him but i could i could see it uh, blocked by Marco Rossi says good day lads just when you thought I'd fallen off the edge of the flat earth here I am back again Zadina continues to show poise and score demand of the Czech league if he maintains this run of form and continues to play hot can you see him elevating to top line minutes with Larkin and Mantha when the NHL season starts with Burt possibly dropping down to the second with Fabry to reignite the Guelph connection also, extremely excited to see Raymond's growth and development. Kid has so much talent, it's frightening. Plus, he's pretty much a home run to be one of my next jerseys. So rip to my bank account for that moment of joy, but it'll be worth it. Finally, I hope that the Wings Retro Reverse captures the Believe patch in some form, given that it's a 98 Retro Reverse and not the year before. So a boy can hope. Anyways, keep up the good work, lads. Plus, the Lions won at home for the first time since October 2019. So proof, if you ever needed it, that uh, anything can happen, believe. Um,
2: I think Zadina could absolutely play on the top line, but I would, I would bet that would be in a flip-flop with Mantha, um, just cause that second line this year is going to need a line driver. And as much as I love Bert, he's not that. So I I think I could see them dropping Mantha there to get the second line going. Cause he's, he's good enough to, to carry a line and then put Zadina in his spot. That probably makes the most sense if they were to do that.
1: Okay, Ryan Hanna Brand Wings and Pizza. Doesn't say pizza, but I'll keep holding strong there. It says, I've been high for the last few days and it's been really nice. <laughs> 2020 is a good year for the memes. The new retro jerseys uh look sick and the caps uh, is the best one in my opinion. I just started following John Scott's podcast. He's super entertaining, loves his stories uh about the canceled NBCSN. Uh My screen just glitched out. He loves the story about the reporter who everyone hates. Why does anyone why does the NHL hate fun so much? And the real question if you could all interview one person, who would it be? After the Abbey players tribune, I missed that guy. He was overpaid, but still a good person. Hope he has a good rest of his career and comes back to have some role in the wings in the future.
2: If we could interview one person, and like, are we assuming they're not going to be an a hole and they'll give like full open and honest answers? Yeah. Steve Iserman.
1: <laughs> yeah, Steve eisenman after retirement and after a few drinks, safe Fresh Cheese Bags of fournier Company says doo doo do doo 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 dooby dooby doo wop bop bow says it's time for North America's favorite game bailout a cash strap team. Today's contestant, the Vancouver Canucks. How does Jim Benning still have a job? Seriously, he was an agent for crying out loud. He had never run a team before you are a GM of the Red Wings and your phone rings Jimbo wants to offer you the last year of 28 year old winger Tanner Pearson's contract at 3.75 million do you bail him out for what or counter counter offer for a different player stay fresh cheese bags I mean Tanner Pearson's still a
2: usable player he's not bad and that's not an egregious cap hit I don't think I would it would take a lot for me to take on that cap hit a mid round pick honestly
1: (sighs) i'd rather play hardball i'd rather play like really big hardball
2: yeah so would i i i would not want to be taking up cap space with a guy like tanner pearson i want that cap space there for Louis erickson in the first round pick for alex calorn in the first round pick for johnny Boychuk in the first round pick like as if if those all swing uh swing and miss yeah, sure, you can settle on a fourth-round pick for a Tanner Pearson. Sure, it's better than nothing, and you get some quality minutes out of him this year, but yeah, he, he's not who I'm targeting if Jim Benning picks up the phone.
1: I realized like 20 minutes ago I picked up this fidget spinner, which Mel got me because I tend to fidget with things, and it's really bad because I've been doing it while I've been unmuted. Um, Okay, we have time for one Reddit question. Uh, Evan, as usual, pick a number between one and nine.
0: Nine.
1: All right, now pick a number between one and four. Uh, I was just trying to mix you up there. Okay. (laughs) Uh, All right. I'll ask it. DHO41 says you're in a long-term relationship with another member of the Winged Wheel podcast. (laughs) Who is it and why? (laughs) I choose death. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) I choose divorce. All right. I'll get it right out. In the spirit of answering the question, I'll choose Evan because he's very quiet, and the peace and quiet would be very peaceful.
2: Yeah, I would. I could legitimately make it work with Evan and never be in the same room as him, which is <laughs> ideal.
1: Does Cat like that about you or hate that about you, Evan? <laughs>
0: uh, it's dub- definitely double edged sword <laughs> because when I need to not be quiet, I don't know how to do it, <laughs> and like she's gonna she's
1: gonna absolutely murder me for saying this, but Mel's. An, Mel did, never has a lack of words so I talk a big game and yet half of my co-hosts are Brad and the person I live with is Mel like I definitely there's not a lot of quiet time in my house and I'm not always quiet either like sometimes that you guys know me sometimes I go off and I can't shut the hell up. shut up Brad fuck you. you you can't get any quiet huh. Yeah, tell me, tell me
2: what that's like at your house, Ryan. <laughs> tell me Just what
1: the chaos imagine, at imagine
2: your having, house sounds like.
0: Imagine having two mini Brad's. <laughs> See
1: you later. Bye bye. Going to the store, never coming back.
2: I think already Mika talks more and is louder than me. <laughs> yeah, but she's cute. Yeah, no, it's, she's she's super cute, and everything she
1: says is adorable. It never fucking stops.
0: yeah uh evan do you go through that uh only with fred when it's uh 5 30 in the morning and he decided that it's now time to eat even my
1: dog doesn't talk like she only barks when she senses danger which isn't very often because she has a very bad gauge for danger like someone could break in probably and they get away with it um yeah just don't have kids sorry brad
0: (laughs) it's
2: it's all right i'm so tired
1: on that note we're gonna wrap up this episode of the winged wheel podcast uh we will be back with you guys midweek um there are some interviews coming up to look forward to so we will hopefully uh, have some announcements about that soon Uh, next episode we'll also announce the winner of our latest jersey giveaway um in the meantime we'd like to thank all of our listeners our name level sponsors Arjun Shankar who just messaged me on Discord about uh being disappointed in you guys for not knowing the it's free real estate meme. Uh Kyle RA um hold on what else is they changed their name. Is this where I change my name? <laughs> Zach Spring, Citizen High Five, Cody Stark, Greach, Jeremiah Dobo, Jake Kiefer, Ryan Hanna Brand, Wings and Pizza, Andrew Bohan, uh, Scott Martin, Jacob Turner, Matt McKay, Craig Kibble, Brandon M., Matthew M. Rice, Luke Johnson, Kalen Wood, Hassam al Charlie Elkins, Han Ali, Josh Yelton, another former junior goalie turned golfer, Trevor Pevivar, Evans Bingo Card, Michael Al-Sante, Ashley Van Conant, Connor Leighton, Danny Jr., Matthew keeler simon anderson stay fresh cheese bags a fournier company antonio gracias john evans quaz and stan olson thank you all so much take care uh, don't fret too much about the jerseys and we will talk to you about them soon. Thanks for tuning in to the winged wheel podcast. Be sure to check out wingedwheelpodcast.com where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll also find links to other ways to support the show, such as Patreon, official podcast apparel and more. And don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at winged wheel pod. And of course the hosts at Brad Crisco at Ryan Hanna, WWP and at hockey town, Evan.